Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Love Talk Radio. Radio.com. 
backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher. If you have an Android or iPhone, download the Stitcher application for free. Upload it and listen to Dead End Sports at your leisure at home or on the go. It's just that simple. If you're on iTunes, you can subscribe there as well with your iPhone. Uh, So there's a lot of places you can catch us. If you're on YouTube, I suggest, if you have not done already, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have some of the best, hottest, freshest, dopest videos that you would ever want to see people talk about sports. I mean, that's modestly speaking, of course, but we are dope. Uh, so you definitely want to subscribe. More than, more than that, not just watch our videos, not just subscribe, but share it with your friends and your family. Uh, Dead End Sports, again, the place where sports opinions collide. Man, we got a lot to talk about. And we're also on SoundCloud as well. I forgot. So follow us there on SoundCloud. Also follow us on Instagram as well. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. Pack, pack, show. Uh, so we're going to give it to you live, raw. Of course, I will not be doing the show alone. Joining me tonight will be my partners in crime. Uh, so let's bring them on first, the beat maker of the crew, my man Beezy. Beezy, what up, though? What up? What's good, Kyle? Chillin', man. What's up with you? Uh, gaming right now, man. I'm playing this new uh, House of Wolves for Destiny. I know I should be watching okay. the game. I will. I will be in a few minutes. I just had to get a oh, little no doubt. taste no of it doubt. But yeah, man, I'm sure, good, man. Sure. That's what's up. And next up, the bat, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's good, man? Chillin', Kyle. What's good with you, homie? Man, I can't call it, brother. Can't call it. Just wind it down, man. Just wind it down. And last but not least, man, the captain of the crew, my man Ken. Ken, what up? Hey, what's 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 good, fellas, man? What's good? What's good? What's chilling, good? man. Chilling. What's popping? Uh, man, you know what, man? I just apparently we just we got attacked by ants. Um. Went to the store to load, and I I came back and they were like they were marching in, and they were all in the bedroom. So I had to move everything out to to wage a, a quick war on uh on ants, man. I don't I don't know what's up oh, with that. Oh man, hey, I'm laughing, but I remember I remember having a battle with ants, man. And I mean, man, they was coming in, they were coming in droves into my house, like they like they was paying the mortgage in here, man. I I had to get rid of them quick. Tell me about it. I'm like, you know, come on, man. I know the game's on, but, okay. <laughs> Y'all can't watch it in here. <laughs> hey, that's right, yeah. <laughs> you got to have to put in on this. Exactly. You got to pay. It's pay-per-view. Phone <laughs> 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 number to call in, 646-478-0356. Uh, also, as I mentioned in the, in the, in the, in the preview, um, you definitely want to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've dropped... Uh, man, two videos already this week. Uh, another one's probably going to drop tomorrow. Uh, giving our we, we gave a post game uh, <laughs> a post game uh, shoot on the L.A. Clippers collapse, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, and uh, we also did a video right after that, giving our predictions on the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we did one as well on the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, and that will be dropping. So, and, and major props to our boy uh, Modest Media, aka Rod. Man, the, the dude works hard. Man, I, I tell you, he, he got those videos out real quick, and we did. A, and the shoots came out really, really nice. So, uh, if you haven't seen them, it's never too late to go back and check them out. But plus, check out all, all of our other videos as well. We got a, a, a ton of videos and more to come. I think we shot four on Sunday. So, uh, if you have not seen our videos, make sure that you check them out, share, and pass the word. Um, 
A lot of stuff to talk about, man. We got the NBA playoffs. We got the Clippers collapse. We got Robert Kraft in the news. Uh, just now, man, right before we went on the air, the NBA draft lottery selection uh, show took place. Uh, the number one, the team that's going to be picking number one, the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. Uh, and the L.A. Lakers are picking second. And my Twitter timeline just blew up the Laker Nations, man. So before we get into the playoffs, um, I'll start right there. Hey, FIFO, man, what do you think about these these the way that this thing landed out? I think the Knicks landed fourth. Uh, so Knicks fans aren't really that happy right now, but – uh, yeah. what's your take on, on on how this thing played out? You know, um, I think it's very interesting for Minnesota. Um, I, I think that they're going to go with one of the bigs, Jaleel or, or uh, Carl Towns. Uh, I don't mm. think that they can go wrong. It's not a wrong pick for them, and I think that they should go big. If they take Jaleel, then you got to trade Pekovic. If you draft Carl Towns, he fits right in with everything that you're trying to do. So they probably go Carl Towns, even though I like Jaleel there. But moving Peck and that contract can be relatively difficult. Uh, the Lakers are right where they want to be as well because they're not going to lose either. They're going to get one of the bigs, I, at least I think so. Um, and then you look at Philly number three, I think they go point guard. And then New York number four, I think they need a point guard as well. So I think all four of those teams are going to get a position of need and a rookie that can contribute right away next year. So um, I think the top four win. Okay. Okay. So, so even that, because I, I saw some Knicks fans complaining about picking. For, I mean, obviously, you want to be in the top two. You want to be number one if you can. Of course. Uh, but I saw some Knicks fans complaining right before we went on the air. So, do you think even at four, they they still end up with a pretty good pick? Yeah, I think that they get a contributor right away. Um, I, I've, I've said it all year. I think that the top four picks in this draft can contribute right away. Um, I don't. I. I the the only one I'm truly pegging as a true superstar before he even touches the NBA, um, I'm gonna say Carl Anthony Towns mainly because he ha- he already has a skill set and he's only gonna get better by physically maturing and his skill set maturing with his NBA game with the experience that he's gonna get. Um, Jaleel is right there. I think he's going to become one, but his ceiling's not as high. And then the two guards, you know, it, it's, always, it's always tough to say. I think that they have all of the tools. Moutier, a little bit more physical and athletic and explosive. D'Angelo, a little bit more skillful. Um, so I, I don't think that you – that's why I'm saying you can't go wrong in the top four. Um, but I, I, I do like Carl Anthony Towns, and I hope Minnesota picks him because he fits right in with what they want to do, man. And that's a young team. You know, and um, they're, they're heading in the right direction. You know, I think the Kevin Love trade is, is obviously working out for them. Um, and, and, and that's all you need to do. And Wiggins is going to be another year better. And, and I think you're going to see a, a, an even bigger jump in, in his play, his stats, and even his physical maturity. Right. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? Uh, any any early thoughts on the and – I, and I know it's it, – the. <laughs> the selection like just happened right before we came on air, which was perfect for us. Uh, perfect lead into the show. Um, any early thoughts as far as how the uh, the draft kind of lined up so far? You know what? I actually have a lot. Um, I have questions uh, that I want to put out there um, to, to Ralph and and you guys. Um, you know, I think we, we there's just a couple of things that just kind of hit me after watching all of this unfold. Um, kind of reading the uh, you know the Twitter. And ESPN, and and I thought this was funny, right? 
Um, the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks won two of their last three games. Wow. And Minnesota ended up with the worst record and got the number one pick. So if the Knicks would have ended with the no, with worst record, there's a strong chance, and we all know it's a lottery. Who knows where the ball? Right. You know where the ball about. They could have got the number one pick, but just how it played out, the Knicks ended up being the Knicks again. <laughs> like they cannot get out. <laughs> you know, they just constantly get in their way, man. I, I thought that that was interesting. Um, I think with the, you know, I'm curious to see. Like, I think the Sixers fell in a good spot. Because um, they already have, and I know Q will call in, you know, he'll give us the, you know, the 411 on that. But, you know, just right. looking at it, they already got, you know, uh, MB, they got, no, you know, Nerlis Noel. You know what I'm saying? So they have their bigs. They didn't need to really get in that two spot. I think third is great for them because, you know, they can get D'Angelo Russell who will come out and, you know, who could actually contribute um, right away based on what, you know, a lot of people are really, really saying. Um right. I think when you look at Minnesota, man, uh, I, I think you do have to trade Pekovic. Um, I understand it'll be hard. Uh, you know, as people pointed out, it would be interesting, but he, he can't stay healthy. And if you got a chance to get, you know, one of those two guys, you, you got to go in and get them and, and try to, you know, do what you need to do. Um, you know, and that, that's why the guys get paid. So it's up to them to figure out, you know, how they're going to move that guy, but you can't pass this up. Um, but but what I want to talk out here, man, um, is and, and I kind of kind of want to talk to the rap, man. Like rap, the Lakers have the second pick, which means we know they're going to get one of those two bigs. The first question is, can you imagine Randall and one of those bigs? Then you got Kobe. So then you, yeah, I don't know who they're going to plug in the three. I can't remember who they have, but just automatically uh, like that. Julius Randall, right? Didn't he play in the yeah, so they have Julius Randle at the four and Towns or Okafor at the five. That's okay. going to be a load, man, if those guys develop. And and real quick, and, and to add on to that, uh, as an addendum, what about Kevin Love now? Because you got Randle and you got Towns. The hot talk has been about Kevin Love, but do you really need him anymore? So I, I just kind of wanted to, to kind of talk that out uh, to you people. What, what, what do you think happens, man? And he's probably on me. People. <laughs> I agree. Yo, yo, my bad, my bad. Okay, there, there you, you go. What did you say, Ken? What did you say? No, no, no. I was looking at I was looking at the Lakers, man, because I was looking at the fact that they already have Julius Randle, who didn't play. We really don't know what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but they got him, and then they got the two. Uh, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're probably going to get Towns or Okafor. So, mm-hmm. you know, their front line is nice, you know, if the talent develops into what we think it, it possibly will exactly. be. Uh, yeah. What yeah, about Mel? Was everybody's been talking about him nah. going there. Nah. He, 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 here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? If if you're the Lakers, you have to understand. You have to go with the culture and the time. The Celtics are doing it. You have to get younger. There's no longer can you just get a whole bunch of free. Look at the look at the Yankees. Look at all of these teams that just try to buy their teams. Hey, now. You can't do that. 
You can't do that. You have to draft your team. You have to draft your team. And the Lakers just, they need to bite the bullet. You already got a good young piece in Julius Randle, which was a lottery pick last year. You have a top two pick this year, which hopefully for them becomes Jaleel Okafor, which goes to the lineage of big men that have come through L.A. You know what I'm saying? And then now you, to me, I think you have a poor man's version of Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol. You know what I'm saying? But more athletic. So, so, so I, no, I don't think that they bring in love. I think that they need to start looking in getting a point guard, even though I like the rookie that played this. I can't remember his name. Um, I didn't see enough of him, but I, I know he was balling. Uh, he's a long, lanky Clarkson. 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 Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. So I like him. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so, so they got pieces, and they have to get younger. And, and they're going to have to build through their own farm system. No longer are the days of Dr. Jerry Buzz bringing everybody and we're just going to win and show time. No, you have to build it. you got to get the right coach, and you got to go through, the, go through the progress, man, because that lore and that luster of the Lakers, it, that, that, it doesn't exist anymore. When, when, when you're talking about you're the, the third or fourth best team in the state, Come on, man. Golden State's better than you. The Clippers are better than you. Sacramento has more talent than you. Like, that's a problem. And all of these teams, for the most part, has drafted their guys. Everybody on the Clippers except for J.J., Jamal, and C.P. have been drafted by them. You know what I'm saying? So I, they, they just, they just got to make those moves, and, 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 and they're in a perfect position to do that. No doubt, no doubt. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. We're talking everything tonight, man. We're talking NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about the Clippers collapsing to the second. Um, the NBA draft lottery selection, like I said, just took place. In case you missed it, let me run it down for you real quick. Uh, picking number 14 will be the OKC Thunder. Uh, Phoenix picks 13. Utah Jazz are at 12. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are at 11. Uh, Ken's uh, and D. Wade's Miami Heat are at number 10. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are at number 9. <laughs> Picking number 8 are B's um, Detroit Pistons. Number 7, the D- Denver Nuggets. 6, Sacramento Kings. At 5, the Orlando Magic. And as we mentioned earlier, the New York Knicks are at 4. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are at number 3. Number two are the L.A. Lakers. And, again, number one will be the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, uh, with, uh, like we mentioned earlier, Andrew Wiggins there as well. So, good young new Didn't they look up? Like I said. <laughs> like, like the Timberwolves, I, I mean, they got – we saw what – we know what Wiggins is now. Like, they got Wiggins now. They can go get a big – like, man, the Timberwolves can't mess this up, man. Yeah, they they got their cornerstone guys. I think they have their franchise guys. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. It, it's it's they they're in a really good shape, man. If they can, if they and and, and like you, if somebody mentioned earlier, you can't go wrong with this. You can't go wrong with this. Um, before we go to the Clippers, I want to get your perspective. Be uh, anything that you want to talk about as far as the uh, the lottery selection uh, tonight. Uh. I mean, I think the surprise a little bit was the, the um, Knicks getting the fourth pick. I thought they were going to get a little bit higher due to their record. But, you know, there's always going to be some shockers in the draft. Um, yeah, but I was going to speak on that Memphis, I mean, Minnesota. If, if they mess around and get, you know, Okafor or Towns or something, and then you add that with 
the young court guys they got already, man. Memphis can be, I mean, Minnesota can be scary, you know, in the years to come, man. I really think when I saw they got the first pick, I was like, ooh, ooh, man, that's going to be kind of disgusting. But um, I expected the Pistons to get the ace spot, my Pistons to get the ace. I think we're going to probably end up with Stanley Johnson, uh, more than likely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it wasn't like nothing too shocker where we was like, oh my God, this top, this why I got the top three picks. You know, Lakers they right. pretty bad, so I, you know I expected them to get as high as they did. Um, so that that doesn't really surprise me. So nothing in the draft really was just like, oh my God, that's a shocker. Like I can't believe they got that they got up there or whatever. So it pretty much went the way I expected to go from fourteen to one. So you exactly. like where you guys are happy? Yeah, I, I mean, I knew, I kind of knew. I mean, of course, I would like for us to get a little bit higher, but I knew it was going to be around that possibly six, seven, or eight spot. You know, so when I saw they, when they, when I saw pickers for eight, it was not a shocker or a disappointment or anything at all. I was just like, oh, okay, we got that. Got to handle business. No doubt, no so, doubt. So we're we're going to be talking about that tonight, talking about it all. Uh, Make sure that you give us a call, 646-478-0356. As I mentioned earlier, man, we, we dropped a video. Uh, we went, we talked about it, but we really didn't go, go into a whole lot of detail, I mean, obviously for a video. Um, L.A. Clippers, I mean, yeah, the L.A. Clippers, man, uh, up 3-1, uh, lose a heartbreaker, or some would say that they choked. Uh, going up against the uh, Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets obviously advanced. And we want to thank everybody for listening because we are aware that the if you're listening live, the game is on right now. And so we definitely appreciate you for having one eye on your computer or one, or, got, or having your ear to the phone listening to us while you're watching the game as, as we're doing as well. Um, but, yeah, let, let's start right there, man. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Ken. Uh just your, your your overall thoughts on the Clippers collapse, and I, if you had to blame someone for this epic collapse that the Clippers had, who would you blame, or would you blame anybody? Um, boom, boom, boom. Uh, you know what, man? Um, I I, I got to go with with Doc Rivers, man. Um, you know, look, he he let them. He let them get to that point, right? Um, right. He, he saw what was going on on the field. Um, and, and you know what? I, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Based on some of the stuff that's been said after the season is over, you know, he even knew that his team was, wasn't focused. Even with the 3-1 lead, um, you know, he, he basically for basically what he's saying is that for the Clippers, they had just won the Western Conference Finals when they beat the Spurs. And they jumped up so high, they didn't really get focused enough. And nor did they take the Rockets serious enough. And we saw that in Game 5. And he said that he saw how they took it lightly in Game 5. So, if he saw all of that, he should have had them boys ready to close in game six, especially when he started to see them unfold the way they unfolded. And I think he made a critical mistake in hindsight is 2020, but I think one of the things that I saw that I took note of was they went to Hacker Howard. Dwight Howard yeah. made four straight free throws. 
it backfired on him. So you just gave them two points. The clock isn't moving. Houston's offense is struggling already. You didn't need to do it. So why even risk it? Yeah, he could have went 0 for 4, 1 for 4, 2 for 4, but he didn't. So now all of a sudden you also get your team out of the rhythm. And they were in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Plus I saw the Clippers go to Lob City way too early. And they were broken up. So they thought the game was over in the third quarter. And they thought that the Rockets were going to fold as they were folding. But they were folding because the White House was on the, I mean, James Harden was on the court. But when they took him off the court, they became a completely different team. Because that team that came in, they were Brewer, had been to the finals. He has the experience, so does Aretha. And Josh Smith just he just he just followed suit, man. He just went with the flow. Um, so all of that started to just really compile against him. And then you know, secondly, of course, Chris Paul didn't gather his guys together and say, "Yo, we gotta go. We 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 gotta we gotta we gotta end this." You know, Griffin, go do what you do. You know what I'm saying? And it just it just fell apart for them, man. But Doc Rivers is now admitting that he saw a lot of this happening. And it still happens. And if you have a 3-1 lead in a dominating fashion, this can't happen. Because you dominated right. game six. It's not like you barely, you're like you were dominating that game. And 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 in all honesty, he saw what happened in the second quarter. Because they were they had a sizable lead in the first quarter. And then in the second quarter, they played no defense. Third quarter went, you know, jumped ahead, big time. And, you know, they went back to their old way. So I, I'm going to put this on Doc Rivers um, because in his team, he's the coach and he's admitted that he saw that mentally there were some things missing from a team that um, that needed to advance. I got a lot more, too. <laughs> but, but, I'll that. but I, I think we need to say here, man, because there's, there's some other stuff that's coming out, you know, and I think we need to talk about this, this beef between um, – you know, DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul, too. But I'll, I'll pass you, Yeah, Mike. man. Um, let's go right there. FIFO, man, your, your thoughts on the epic collapse between for, – for the uh, for the L.A. Clippers, man. Who, who would you blame if you had to put blame on to, to someone? Um, I disagree with Ken in terms of being docked. <laughs> what, what else I, is I new? Of course. You know, it wouldn't be that in sports if I didn't disagree with Ken. Uh, but I, I disagree with him, mainly because, look, man, it's not like he had every ingredient that he needed to create the proper meal. He created a, a pretty good meal out of what he had, and, and he really maximized it. Uh, now, I'm not saying that Doc doesn't deserve any blame. Every, anybody that is associated with the Clipper organization bears some type of blame. But I think that the brunt of the blame goes on Blake Griffin. I think that he needs to be better in fourth quarters, he needs to learn how to close out teams because that is the last glaring weakness in his game. Um, his post game right. obviously can get better, but he has a post game now. Uh, he has a jump shot now. He makes free throws now. You know, he even has three point range. I'm not saying he's a three point shooter, but if need be, he can hit a three point shot. Um, he has handles, can rebound. Now it's about closing them out, not having silly turnovers and valuing the possessions in the last two, three minutes of the game. That's, his, that, that, that's, that's where 
he has to mature. I think that this playoff experience should teach him. Um, he should learn from it. But at the same time, I think CP needs to also relinquish some of that ball handling because we know as a point guard, and, and I, I understand you can become a little dribble happy and, 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 and become too much of a playmaker. I think that some of that brunt has to be put onto Blake. But Blake has to come through in that clutch where he isn't doing that right now. You know what I'm saying? He can't, he, he can't continue to, to let his team down when you're the best or second best player on your team. You can't do that. That is money time. That's what they pay you for. That's how you, that's how you win championships is in those last couple of minutes. Right. You got to make those plays. And he's just not doing it. But, you know, again, he's only, what, five, six years in? And 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 every year they they get a little they get a little further they get a little bit better. Um, but again, I don't think that they have enough talent around them. So so the main brunt of everything came on CP and Blake's shoulders, and Blake let that down. Okay, okay. What about you, B? Uh, if you had to lay blame on someone in the Clipper Clipper organization, man, who, who would you throw it at? <laughs> who? Um... Yeah, I guess just because of Blake Griffin's fourth quarter disappearance, milk carton appearance, um, disappearance, I, I would, I would say Blake Griffin. Um, and you know, I know me and King, we've been like so tough on Chris Paul, like yo, he he, he got to make it to the finals. It was on him. He got to make it to the finals. Or blase blase. But at least one thing I've noticed, and I'm pretty sure Ken saw it too. At least we saw some fights. At least we saw some fights. Right. And Chris Paul, you know what I'm saying? Like. It, we was looking at the game like, dude, like Chris Paul is the only dude that's out here trying to play on both ends of the court, and then Blake Griffin up here taking down wide open lanes, and he just you just did not see no aggression from aggression from uh, Blake Griffin at all. And it, I mean, not just that game only; it was other it was other games too that he disappeared. That me and Ken was talking about every time he disappeared. Uh, what the heck is Blake Griffin doing? What is Blake Griffin doing? Like, like people said. You you that big, you gotta you gotta be in control. You should be the best player on your team, I think. Or at least play like you wanna be the best player on your team. You know what I'm saying? Especially in big moments like that because you know, like people say again, you know, playoff time is where you that's where you make your money. That's where that's where right. you become a legend. You know what I'm saying? You become a legend by what you do in the playoffs, you know, when you get there. You know what I'm saying? Rather win mm-hmm. or lose. If you if you put it all on the line, at least, at least that's one thing you can get props for. And that's what that's one thing I can get props for C P three. Is you know bad hamstring or not? CP3 was out there playing. He wanted to win. He was out there trying to win. I I, I don't care if the rest of the squad was standing around. CP3 was still trying to check every damn body and trying to make every damn shot. So I give him props for that. But yeah, I would probably say Blake Griffin. I know that's a little harsh, but I mean he just he just didn't show up. He didn't play with the with that passion that he wanted to play. Because I think this was supposed to be this was supposed to be the year for the Clippers, man. Like you know at least see them get to the finals. That was my expectations. I mean, of course, because I picked them right. to go to the finals in September, like October preseason. So, you know, this was supposed to be a year, man. They, they, and you beat San Antonio. So you figured after you get through a tough test like that, beating the defending champs, you would think that, you know, they was ready. Like, I, I thought they were ready. When they beat the Spurs, I said, wow, they took it to seven. You know, Chris Paul came in the in clutch moments, and they got past it. Okay, they ready. They mentally tough. They finally getting ready to make it to the finals. You know, Chris, CP3 is finally getting ready to get his face to the Western Conference Finals. So, it just, it, it's crazy. And, like, and, and like we said in the video, the way they dominated, you know, the Rockets in, those, in, the, in their three wins, it was like, wow, it's going to go up 3-1. And I can't believe they just, they, they blew that series. They blew that series. It's, it's amazing. But, yeah, Blake Griffin to be my blame. 
Yeah, I, I, I you know, I thought about it, man, and I, I just had a hard time. And maybe it's because I, and I try not to, because I'm a fan of, of Chris Paul, try not to, to, to let that affect my, my decision making. But you got to keep in mind this, and, and, and you mentioned, you referenced this on the video, B, and I, I didn't realize it was as bad as it was. But keep in mind, the Clippers won by 16, 25, and 33. Yep. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it, like it wasn't even close. Like this, it wasn't even close. So when you win nope. games like that, and then you come out in Game Five, and, and, okay, I could give you, I could give you a pass for chalking up Game Five because you probably came out sleepwalking, and you're like, okay, well we'll just wrap them up at home, we'll mop them up, and you're up by twenty. You're up by twenty, and. It just looked like they couldn't figure it out. Nobody was going to take a shot. Um, CP3 was looking at Blake. Blake was looking at CP3. So I got to blame Blake. I'll lay some blame at CP3, but, I mean, ultimately it falls on Doc. And, I mean, Doc is the GM, and he's the head coach, so he's going to have to figure it out. And I mentioned in the video that, you know, the window's closing for these guys. And and we, we automatically assume that you'll get back there, but that's, that's not the case. You know, the season ends and so much stuff happens. And we know players jump from team to team and they try to pair up here or there. And, you know, things happen. I mean, look at look at, <laughs> look at this year's playoffs. I mean, if you look at this year's, the remaining teams, you wouldn't have guessed that any of these teams would be in the in the proverbial Final Four. You know, not, I, I mean, with, maybe with the exception of the Warriors. I, I don't even think the Warriors. I don't think any of us picked the Warriors to, to go this far. So you just year to year, you never know. I mean, Paul George's injury, you know, could have had a lot to do with Atlanta being as successful because that's one less team they had to worry about. So um, I, I think it's it, it's going to be tough for them. Uh, now, one other thing before we move on from them, I wanted to get at throw at you guys. Um, there's been rumors that DeAndre Jordan could be seeking a max deal at five years. $100 million? Uh, FIFO, help me with this, man. Is DeAndre Jordan worth five years, $100 million? Yes. There's not another center at his size that can do what he does. So when you are unique, you get paid for it. Um, and, and what he can do, he can do for the next three to five years at a high level barring injury, obviously. Um, he's an athletic big. You know what I'm saying? We got to stop um, questioning players that aren't as skillful because he has a major impact on the game. Um, opponent's field goal percentage at the rim is only 48%. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and DeAndre is one of the best in the league at that. Um, also, he led the league in rebounding at 15 and a half rebounds a game. He shot 70% from the field. Like, you, you, you want that out of your big, don't you? It just It's how he gets his buckets. He gets it on pick and roll lobs. He gets it on putbacks. That's fine. Is he getting buckets? Is he productive? Yes. And in the prototypical sense, is he worth $100 million? To the right team he is, not to every team. He doesn't fit in every team. Just like I think every other big man, every other center in the NBA doesn't fit on every single team. But for the right team, he is definitely worth $100 million. I think to the Clippers, he is worth $100 million. Um, You know, to some other teams, he's worth $100 million. That's the reason why 
three, four years ago, the, the, the Golden State Warriors offered him, you know, at the time seemed a ridiculous $48, $50 million for DeAndre. Uh, he's worth it. He's definitely worth it to the right team. Okay, okay. Uh, what about you, B? Uh, $100 million, man, max contract. Would you give DeAndre Jordan a max deal? Uh, well, you know what? It depends on it depends on what my team is built around. Like, if I need exactly. if I need a guy that's you know, if I need that center that to rebound, block shots, not really, not not really somebody you throw down in the post and be like, hey, give me buckets. But if I if I if I need that, if I already got like a power forward, small forward that can do stuff like that, and I don't, all I need is a center that can run the court, block shots, and rebound. Um. Uh, out ninety six though that's that's maybe maybe seventy five million or something like that uh, right million, right right know, but, <laughs> right but I mean it just it just depends on what my team is good around if we're already set you know it's like okay you know what we need that center DeAndre Jordan is that guy that we definitely need let's let's go out and get him and, you know I guess you don't have if that if that completes your team like really puts your team competing then I guess that's worth that money you got to scare money don't make money so you got to spend you know, spend that money. You know what? Okay. I'll give you like an example, right? Like if the Memphis Grizzlies lost Mark Gasol and you replace him with DeAndre, that doesn't fit. That that just doesn't fit. But if you put DeAndre like in Portland or in Dallas, that fits. Okay. What about you, Ken? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, man. I think what he he means to that team. Um, uh, it makes them worth it, you know, and if you can keep that core unit together, they're going to cause problems, and then you at least know what you can build around or what you need to add um, to make them, to take them to the next level. But, you know, they were there. They were Western Conference bound. Um, they, they just mentally, you know, lost it. Um, you know, and, and I probably would add a condition into it to where he needs to work. He has to, he has to get that free throw yeah, shooting up. Right. Man. right. You know, um, so yeah, I, I would have like, yo, man, you, you know, uh, or maybe I would incentivize it to where if you shoot uh, this percentage from the field, you know, you can get up to whatever the max they're offering. But I think he's definitely worth um, worth a max contract, man, because look at if you look at the field and look at all the other centers in the NBA, there's not that many that can that could do what right. he does. You know, his his only limitations are free throws. That's it. You know, so um, so yeah, I, w- I would give it to him. I wouldn't want to face him. I, I want that on my side. <laughs> I probably wouldn't give it to him. I would. I would try to get him as much as I could. I just, I mean, for a max deal, I'm I'm looking at superstars. I'm looking at maxing out a guy like CP3. I'm looking at maxing out a guy like Blake on that team. Um, the only max deal I'm gonna give for a guy who shoots 49 percent from the free throw line is Shaq. I'm just not. Um, and it's not just about free throws because, as FIFO said, he does so many other things. But I think really to get the bang for your buck. And then in, this, in today's NBA, you really don't have – we really don't have the same traditional, quote-unquote, centers as we did in the 80s and 90s and 70s. So um, I probably wouldn't, but the market is going to bear that somebody's going to give it to them. Um and he's he's a complimentary piece that could probably get you over the top. I'm hoping that he stays in LA with the Clippers, but um, 
we've heard rumblings that there may be a little rift between he and Chris Paul, uh, which would be problematic because Chris Paul isn't going anywhere. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, that's I don't know, man. It's just a lot for for him, man. And don't get me wrong, he's a great player, uh, but he I, he's not even an all star. Or he he may be an all star. I, I can't remember if he made all star team this year or not. But I, I'm I'm gonna reserve that kind of money for the Dwight Howards of the world. I'm just what? Whoa, what do you, you mean? Dwight Howard? What do you mean? Money over no, no, no. Over I, I said I'm go- wait, 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 wait a minute. As far as centers, I'm going to reserve that kind of money for a guy like Dwight Howard. I'm not saying I would pay Dwight Howard, but I said a guy like Dwight Howard. He is like Dwight Howard. What do you mean? He is exactly like I mean, Dwight Howard. I mean, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the numbers that Dwight Howard had. He had. He hadn't had the, the, the championship pedigree that Dwight Howard has. But he hasn't played with. He Dwight. Dwight's never played with two guys that can get you twenty points. Okay, so if you okay, let me okay, let me rephrase it like this: If you put DeAndre Jordan on the Utah Jazz and not the Clippers, are you giving him a hundred million dollars? No, but that's exactly no. what I said. It, 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 but that's exactly what I said. To the right team, he's worth a hundred million. I gave you three. And I, and the I Clippers, agree with you. The on Portland Trail. Okay. With you on that. Yeah, I agree. All right, with you on that. but it, but, but but it's just, but it's just like Dwight. Like you think every team is giving Dwight a hundred million? Hell no. No, no the right no, team no, will. No, no. And, but and, and, but that's my point overall for why. all of the centers in the NBA. Right. It depends on how the rest of your team is built. Who do you have? It's who you value. It's how you've built your team. Everybody's not worth a hundred million, but some players are worth a hundred million to, to to some teams. You know what I'm saying? So the center position, I think, at this point in time, for the most part, they're they're going to be your second or third best players on your team. You're, you're you're not building your team around the center. Name me one center in the NBA that you're like, okay, give me that guy, and that's who I'm starting my team around. Because it's not even Brook Lopez to me. Right? Nah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Well, well, you know what? I think, um, I think, and that was something you brought up. I think the only thing that, and I, I was, I, that would make me reluctant, make me hesitate a little bit, is the beef that they're supposed to be having, because we all know his glaring issues are free throw shooting, and Chris Paul had an issue with them not working on his free throws. I can't have a guy on my team that don't want to work to improve. And you know you right. are hurting the team. You know what I'm saying? So right. I don't I don't fault Chris Paul for going at him like that because imagine if he could hit seventy percent from the free throw, sixty five percent even. You're shooting forty seven percent. That is a huge deficiency and you're hurting us as a team. So I would need that commitment from from DeAndre Jordan because if he can do that, if he can hit his free throw, he he goes to a whole other level. And you improve the Clippers, Clippers team. Okay. Okay. I feel you on that. Um, now, let's take it to the Eastern Conference. Uh, obviously, the Hawks and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers will duel it out tomorrow night uh, right here in ATL uh, starting at 830, I think it's tip time. Um, but the Chicago Bulls, man, uh, the team that was banged up for most of the season, came into the playoffs relatively healthy compared to everyone else. Um, and they bowed out after taking a 2-1 lead only to be blown out at the, at, at, at the United Center in game six 
Um, so the question I have is, and there's been some rumblings about some rift between Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler. Uh, B, what's next for the Bulls, man? Uh, is I mean, is that true? I, some, some I'm starting to believe that some of this stuff is like really true or not. Or they just trying to, you know, like do stuff to try to break up break up that squad or something like that. I don't know. Um, but what's next for them? Ooh, if I guess first they're gonna have to get a coach first <laughs> because it looks like <laughs> it, 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 it looks like Tiz is on his way out. So I mean, first first things first, which is gonna have crazy to in and of itself, man. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have to get a coach. Um, I mean, I, I think roster wise they were okay. I, I mean, I don't think that. I mean, they I think they still kind of do need that small forward. Like I don't know if they can afford a Carmelo Anthony type of small forward, but they 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 do need a small forward that can just go out, or a player, even if it's a shooting guard. Or so I don't know. So they just need someone that can just go out and get buckets. Just get buckets. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what, a, I mean, what about it. you, The first thing, sorry, first thing is coach. No, go ahead. I disagree, first thing, B. First thing is coach. I, I disagree, B. I said I disagree. Um, I, I think at the three position, since Jimmy now can average 20 points a game, we know that he is a proven scorer in the NBA. I think their three-man needs to be able to, to, to play defense. I think like a Matt Barnes type of player um, would fit there now. I don't, I don't think that they need another guy to get buckets, especially when you got Gasol leading the NBA in double-doubles. D. Rose looks like he is at least 75, 80% of what he was in Jimmy Butler's averaging 20. You need a 3 and D guy. You need a guy, an Ariza, you know what I'm saying, a guy that can hit threes and he's not a defensive liability. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's what they need. I don't think they need a, a, another get buckets kind of guy anymore. I think they got that now. No doubt, no doubt. What, what about you, Ken? Uh, what's next for the Bulls, man? Uh, and what do you make of this beat, this so-called beat between Butler and Rose? Um, I kind of believe it, you know. Um, and I don't think it. I don't think it's necessarily what 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 happened in Game Six. Um, I don't think it started there. I think it kind of started before before then. Um, I remember in the in the Milwaukee series, like Jimmy Butler was unreal, man. Like he was, he was killing it, um, and and he he looked like he had superstar potential. That's how great he was playing. Um, his confidence was extremely high, um, and he, he to to me it felt like he thought he was definitely that guy for that team. And it, to be honest, this whole season he was that guy for that team because of uh, you know Rose's injury. Um, so I, you know he he's ready to go to the next level, and I think for whatever reason, if we want to talk about that game in particular, he probably felt that Rose wasn't really, you know, getting it done. And he was like, look, mm-hmm. if you're not going to get it done, give it to me. Let me, let me do it. Um, but I think, you know, what's next for the Bulls is, first, I, I think they just need a whole new team, man. Um, they just need to get rid of everybody, including the coach. Um, crazy. Well, nah, maybe they should keep Butler. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll keep Butler. I'll keep Butler, and then I'll just, I'll just bring in a whole new, new squad. Um, just thought over from scratch. Um, no, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> but hey, uh, oh, my bad. Go ahead, Kim. No, no, no. Go ahead. What's up? No, I'm just saying, people. I didn't say like 
uh, like a mellow. I said not like a mellow type story. Just someone like a Kawhi. Like if they can get like a Kawhi Leonard prototype type of small forward, I think that'd be straight. They'd be a killer. Yeah, yeah. They need that's a three and D yeah. guy. That's what three I'm saying. Three and D like, several like, reasons. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, like a Kawhi Leonard ish type of player. Yeah. That's, that's, okay, my that's, bad. That's a good so, yeah. So you would so you would let Jimmy Butler go? No, he, no, he plays for three, right? No. I don't think you can afford yeah, it. No, 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 no. No, I, I I'm think the saying, Bulls just, weak. I'm just saying, like oh, that's a type of that's what I'm saying, type of small forward. I think they should they should get. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying get a mellow ish type of player. I'm saying it gets like a Kawhi Leonard, someone that can still play defense and that can kind of get you buckets, almost you know, like a broken man Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, like like people say, you're right. Jimmy Butler do seem like he's going to be that star for that team. So that's what I'm saying. That's the type of three I think you need for the Bulls. Yeah, because the Bulls, they don't need to be completely redone. Right. Like, because there's right. so much talent that they right. just need to be retooled. Like, I think that yeah. right now you probably trade Taj, even though I love Taj, but he's valuable right now. You know what I'm saying? And you can get back valuable pieces for him. Then now Miritich steps up into that second uh, big man role. Um, you bring in other players. They need that three guy. I, I don't. They just need to be tweaked. That's all, and, and and I think as much as I love Thibodeau, I think he's run his course. I think that you need to bring in a more offensive-minded coach that can massage all of these different types of talents and skills on the offensive end because it just doesn't – the pieces are there, but it just didn't mesh as well as it needed to offensively. Um, and I think for the Bulls to, to continue to progress, that defensive style – it. It grinded them to the bone, literally. And, and now you need something that's a little bit more fluid, a coach that's a little bit more lenient, and I think a coach that, you know, more like a, a la Steve Kerr, somebody that can take a lot of talent and depth and make it play well together. Yeah, I agree with that. This has to go at this point. I mean, you know, you you can put out of the playoffs by the same guy four straight years. You know what I'm saying? And this year was your best shot. You had all the talent in the world. You know what yep. I'm saying? And 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 even before then, you've been criticized for running it. Man, he was playing Jimmy Butler like for, for a whole stretches of the game. You know, and and that's that's I don't know, man. I, I just don't think that that is what to get it done because at some point, no matter how young you are, you will become tired and your short your shots will start falling short. So, um, but I think at this point he's run his course. You know what you could do defensively, but he hasn't made the right move with his coaching staff to get like an offensive coach in there to help him out. So yeah, he, he, I think it's time for him to go. I would like to see them stay stay together if if they can keep it together. Um, at this point, I just don't know how they're going to keep it together. Um, and I feel bad for Tibbs because I think. Tom Thibodeau is a great basketball coach, um, and he's gotten a lot with a, you know, with an injured Derrick Rose. I mean, uh, toward the end of the season, Noah missed a lot of games, and Noah really wasn't the Noah that we remember in previous years in, in this playoff run. Even against the, the, the Bucks, you know, there were games where Noah was sitting on the bench for long stretches in the game. Um I think Butler and Rose are going to try to have to figure out how to coexist, but, you know, we're hearing rumors that Butler, who I think, and FIFA, I know you can correct me, is if he's a free agent or a restricted free agent where a team can match, 
But, um, you know, there are teams like the he's Lakers restricted. that are trying to pony up. Oh, he's restricted. Okay. There are teams like the he's Lakers restricted. are being rumored to pony up, you know, offering him a max deal. So uh, he could be out the door. I mean, you, you just never know. And I just don't think that Thibodeau has really gotten – he's gotten the most with the roster that he's had. But I would like to see them – and we keep saying it, it. It seems like we say this every year. I would like to see them a healthy team all the way through to see what they can do. And, you know, we got pretty much a healthy Bulls team in the playoffs. And they look like world beaters the first three games against uh, Milwaukee. And then, you know, they came back to earth. It was back to life, back to reality. And um, and it carried over into this series. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I just – I don't want to see that team break up, but they're probably going to break up and they're probably not going to be, you know, similar to what we saw – uh, of this course. season, the phone number to call in six four six. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, of course, Kyle, because that that's 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 what happens in professional sports. Like after a certain time, it's run its course. And realistically, if you bring that whole team back, what are, like what are your expectations? They they're they are what they have been for the last five years. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like you know I don't feel like Monty Williams got a got a fair deal because he finally got them to the playoffs. I think he deserved at least one more year. But, like, the future is still bright for New Orleans. Like, Chicago, we know what it is. They've been there, done that. They have to switch it up if they're going to go further. They have to. It's a must. There's no way that they can keep this entire squad intact and keep Thibodeau there. Like, no, like, like something has to change because or they're not going to get past Cleveland. No doubt, no doubt. The phone number to call in, 646 Zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. If you're watching the NBA game right now, the Western Conference Final, uh, the Rockets man up forty seven thirty three uh, with seven minutes to go in the second quarter. So keep it locked there. Keep it locked right here. I know you guys have been patiently waiting. We got phone lines lighting up. Let's jump to the phone lines, man. Let's go to let's go to the six man. Our boy Q Q. What up? You know why I'm here. What up, what up, man? You know why I'm here, man. You know why I'm here, man. Yeah, you see, man, they got the number they got the number three pick, man. Word on the street, they're gonna draft Marcus Mariota. Yeah, man. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> anyway. What um, you got for us, man? Yeah, bro, we got the third pick. All went according to plan, you know. When once once again the true tank geniuses, known as the Sixers, come through and show the NBA how to completely rebuild the team in today's age with the new CBA agreement and all that. And uh, just a little, you know, to give y'all a little insight, and whatnot, you know. Uh, shout out to Detroit one time because they I think they got the eighth pick or whatever. Um, I, I want to go there real quick. Uh, so for Beasy. I think y'all are gonna go Stanley Johnson if he makes. Yeah, it. I know. Yep. I but think he will. I think he might. He he might make it to eight. But I wouldn't also be surprised with Mario his his own year. He's a he's a year old player. But that but, yeah, but you tell me about him. You tell me yeah, about he's him. He's nasty. He's nasty. You gotta watch the highlights on him if y'all haven't haven't seen him. He's like six eight. Him and uh, Dario Saric, one of our other players, overseas play together. That boy can jump out the gym. So, yeah, I think they're going to do some good. The top three picks, first off, 
the Knicks, Knicks fans, I was, I was, I was laughing, man. That was hilarious, hilarious. Uh, but y'all gonna be good, maybe. I don't know, man, because the Knicks have a way of <laughs> having players on their team, and they don't really realize their full potential until they leave. Like J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert, they both are like they're flourishing in Cleveland with an actual functional organization. Uh, you know, that's not shots. That's just facts. Um, to, so to the third pick, to my Sixers, man, I was very excited with this pick. I wanted the third pick. I wanted three, six, and okay, 11. Okay, so, so let me let me, let me me stop you right there, Q. Why, why did you want the third pick as opposed to the first and second? Because I know Sam Hinkie dumbass would take a big and then, like, for no reason and then have three bigs with no point guard. So I wanted a point guard. I want either – well, I'm not going to say either. I want D'Angelo Russell. First and foremost, D'Angelo Russell played uh, in high school with Joel Embiid in Florida. He's good uh, friends with Nerland Noel. They, they were AAU teammates also. And uh, they also hung out when Nerland was in Kentucky. And uh, we brought him in for an interview. He loves uh, what we're doing. So I love D'Angelo Russell's game. I think he can pass. He can shoot. Uh, you know, Distributing the ball is, one, is probably his best thing that he can do. But... He's shooting, he shot 41% behind the three-point line. He was way beyond the NBA three. He was shooting out the gym, so I was really excited about that. And I'm going to tell you why I'm, I'm more excited because, oh, yeah, and um, to L.A., sorry, L.A. L.A., something interesting just, just came across my desk. Um, I heard that a uh, rumor through the grave run <laughs> that uh, Carl Towns is going to try and force his way to L.A., uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, that's the dude who always reports all the trades and whatnot. He uh, reported this, said that okay, Carl Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, uh, Carl Towns is not content with going to Minnesota. Uh, he wants to go to L.A. badly. Uh, I think I would want to be, do that also. Um, and he's going to try his hardest to force his way to L.A. He's, he's going to pull like Eli Manning, man. He's not going to take it. A, a yes, or he's, he's not going to get drafted by Minnesota. He will not play for them as of right now. And the Knicks also are talking about trading their pick, uh, which is pretty crazy. I think uh, Sam Hinkie will be interested to see what he can do. So my Sixers have three. We have Nerlens Noel, Joel, and Embiid. They both play and they're both healthy this year. We plug in a guard, plug in a Moutier, plug in a D'Angelo Russell, and we make some uh, trades on draft night. And next year we're going to have a pick again, and we're going to have probably – at least a top 10 pick because the Lakers pick is unprotected in 2018, but it's going to be top 10 next year. So that means that, and the Lakers are not, not going to be in the playoffs next, next year. I'm sorry to say it. It's not going to happen. I don't care who they sign. They're not making the top 18. New Orleans is only getting better. Sacramento is only getting better. And I'm just excited for the future, man. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Minnesota lucked up. I think they're going to take Okafor. I think that Lakers will take, um, Carl Towns, I think the Sixers trade Nanzo Russell. I think I think the yeah, Knicks trade their pick. I think the Knicks could trade their pick to Detroit, honestly. Uh, and this is some information for you, because I also read that the Knicks, I told you that the Knicks are interested in trading it. And, you know, Greg Monroe's contract and Reggie's contract, they don't mix. And the Knicks were very interested in Damari Carroll and Greg Monroe. So, if the Pistons could somehow flip maybe two players in Monroe for four and end up with four and eight. The 
the Pistons could be contenders in that next year, man. They're really going to be on, doing something. So, shout out to them. And uh, Justice Williams is going to the Magic. I think that's going to be the top four players. Um, I, I wonder where Moody is going to go, but I'm not really sure. But just real quick before I get off. Y'all are crazy, man. DeAndre Jordan is a max player easily. Uh, they're not that, like y'all are out of minds, man. Are you serious? The only center I would build around yeah, in the NBA is DeMarcus Cousins. And DeAndre, I wouldn't build around him, but dog, that loss three they were up three one. That loss solely goes on Doc Rivers, man. As the GM he has to put talent around, you know, Chris Paul. Like their bench is thin as I don't know what they had D leaguers and guys coming from overseas playing and whatnot. So it's Doc's responsibility to put talent, you know, on the bench. And they have to fill out their bench because J.J. Redick, to me, is not a starter. He's a elite reserve player who can come in like a Patty Mills and just, like, cause havoc for the other team. But to maintain what they have in their starting five, they have to sign DeAndre Jordan. The Lakers, if they sign Jimmy Butler, I think they'll still not be in the top eight next year. But I think those two players are going to move because the friction between – you know, DeAndre and uh, Jimmy, I think those are going to come to head this summer when they see the dollars on on the table. Because everyone's down to win until they get a bigger contract from another team. So it's interesting to see. I'm ready for the draft day. And I'm excited, man. Very excited. Hey, man. Hey, as always, brother, we definitely appreciate you coming in and dropping knowledge on us, man. Yeah, man. You know I'm here. No doubt, no doubt. That's Q to Six, man. We'll holler at you next week, man. All right, man. I'll be good. You know why he's there, man. Why he's here. <laughs> Definitely. You looking Follow forward to another comment. losing season. Only <laughs> play I know who's happy about losing. <laughs> hey, man, you got to let him. Hey, man. It, you know what? When when teams are in the lottery, man, it, it's this. You know, it's almost like the Super Bowl, man. They 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 look up. I mean, this is something that they look forward to. So he's been talking about this for a minute, man. And um, you know, so the Sixers, hopefully, they can do some things, man. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, you can't go wrong with the third pick. I mean, it's not like they got the eighth pick or something like that. So you know, we'll see. Let's keep it popping, man. Like, you know why I'm here. <laughs> Let's go to seven seven four. You're on with Dead in Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Well, Kyle, it's Ryan. Ryan, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Just what's good, Ryan. What's up, Ken? What's up, BG? What's up, CFO? Chilling, man. What you got? Uh, two things. Uh, didn't interesting with the lottery. I I, I think the Lakers might actually benefit pretty well because. Clarkson's been training with Steve Nash for a minute, and he's been getting better at the way he played at the end. He was on my fantasy team, so he's going to be a okay. problem. And then if Julius Randle come back, I, I don't know, because they want Clarkson to be their point guard, like herald it as the franchise guard. But that will be interesting. But if they keep Ed Davis after they kind of did him dirty and they get a they get a big for the five, they, they could do a lot better than this year. That's for sure. That will be good to watch, but... But no that doubt. knowledge no just doubt. dropped. That knowledge cue just dropped. I, I say look out for Danny Ainge on that. If, if New York is willing to sh- trade their pick, look out. Came on ninety. Oh, not bad. <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah. Bad. Would, would you say? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Brian. 
I said if if New York Knicks are actually planning to trade their pick, look out for Danny Ainge and the Celtics because he might be trying to pounce on that. I don't know. Cause now he, the he Celtics have multiple picks, right? They, have they do, picks but they're not in the years? first. Then they they don't. Their first pick is like somewhere between fourteen and sixteen. Okay. So they're not they're not like in the top ten, but. Uh, if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised if Trader Danny does something about it. But at the same time, it all depends if they he gets uh, LaMarcus and Wesley Matthews to come over. That'd be crazy, too. Right, but right, right. Let's, let's see what happens. But uh, as for the Clippers game, that series, props to Houston. But I've been, I said this to you guys back when you thought they had an issue with their schedule. The depths of that bench, that was just... I gave them props for getting as far as they did. I thought maybe Doc found a way to maybe make it work because he's that good of a coach. But if your starting five is being run to the ground like that, like Matt Barnes, who is only producing like maybe defensive numbers, but abysmal offense, it's 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 not gonna work. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work, especially on the team. And Blake yeah, Griffin, that's true. Blake, Blake Griffin, FIFA hit the nail on the head. That those turnovers, I I don't remember him being that inefficient. But that was that was not that was critical. Yeah, he, he he you know what they they were what was so weird was that normally you'll see a, and I don't care who you're playing against you'll see the stars kind of look at each other and, and they especially when you have two superstars like Blake Griffin and CP3 on the same team they'll kind of look at each other and, and they'll say okay well hey you know what let's let's make let's make a bucket let's get a, let's run a play to get a score to stop the bleeding. And they both were kind of looking at each other like, okay, you make a shot. No, you make a shot. No, you make a shot. And it was just like, it was crazy, man. Like, and nobody could make a shot. And, and all the while, you know, Houston's making this huge run, a 40 to 15 run with their second unit. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, living there, and hopefully Doc can get some other people to get that team better because. They have the potential. It's just they always just up semifinals. Up, not enough. Almost. But, right. Um, other than that, I'm rooting for Atlanta. I'll say that. I, I really am because I want them to prove it. Hey, you and me both, man. <laughs> I, 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 I would love it for them to make the finals. Like I want I want a Golden State-Atlanta matchup, to be honest. If they lose, I, I just want, I'm, I'm still saying Golden State's going to win, but mm-hmm. it's it's – I don't know. This crazy playoffs, crazy NBA season, and all that talk. I think it's just a lot of talk. Dante Jones on the Clippers just said it's all a bunch of talk from the media. Said there's no problems between them. It's on Roto World. It's a bunch of stuff on that. No yeah, doubt. No doubt. Hey, well as always, Ryan, man, we thank you for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Peace. Woo. Phone number, phone number Ryan calls 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Another point we want to jump on is uh, Robert Kraft, man, the uh, owner of the New England Patriots, has dropped his appeal. Rick. He was going to appeal based on the, uh, on the uh, suspension with Tom Brady. For Deflate Gate, uh, the Patriots were fined a million dollars, uh, going to lose a first-round pick next year and a fourth-round pick in 2017. Uh, 
Kraft came out and said, hey, man, I'm just for the for the good of the league, for the betterment of the game and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, watching come on. And, you, and he sounded like Charlie Brown's uh, old teacher. Wah, 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 wah. I mean, Ken, before we jump back to the phone lines, man, what? What's your take on it, man? I mean, now keep in mind, before we even comment on this, keep in mind that this was the same guy who demanded Super Bowl week that if the NFL couldn't find anything, that they owed Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Robert Kraft an apology. And this guy also, his organization, just last week, sent out a 20,000-word memo rebuttal to the Wells report. And now today he's saying, you know what? I'm a chill. I don't want, we don't want the problems. We don't want the beef. Hey, you go ahead. What do you make of that, Ken? Oh, uh, it was a shocker. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't expect that at all. Um, but I think that whatever came out yesterday about this whole back channel talk that they were having, uh, manifested themselves today. I don't know what was said behind the scenes, but whatever was said was enough to, to get Kraft to back down. Um, and it was it, it was something, man. And I know he was up there talking about, you know, I'm doing this for the league and all 32 teams and, you know, um, you know, trying to make it seem like, you know, this, this is, uh, you know, we're, I don't know, man. It, 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 was, it, was, it was a bunch of fluff. Rockets got the uh, yeah. Warriors got the lead. <laughs> it was it was a bunch of nonsense, man. Now, here's, so so here, here's what I think, and and I, I'll say this: I think that Goodell said, "Look, if you back down, I'll give your boy two games because I'm the arbitrator." You know, and, and, and that's it. Just just back down, and mm-hmm. and either I'll re- I'll reduce the suspension by two, or I'll just I'll just re- eliminate it altogether. You know, and and I and I think you know it could have very well been something like that because this was just really, 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 really weird for something like that to happen. And and I, I don't know, man. I, I think something shady is happening. And for him to talk about you know all thirty-two teams are better, you know, than than just one. Everybody knows that there's only really been one team, you know, in the NFL, and that's been them that has gotten a lot of preferential treatment, uh, at least. That's what it seemed like, and you know, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, from the outside looking in, so I just thought it was funny that he said that when you know they've never been really, they've never really ruled that way. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they they're going to get Brady a uh, uh, reduced sentence, you know, and that's why Kraft is basically backed down from his stance because he was he was adamant. He went to Peter King. You know, he, he's fighting back, right. fighting He went to Peter King website. just like, like two days ago. He had an interview with Peter King. Yeah, he's, he's crying. He's kicking his feet up. He's upset. He's doing all of this. And then all of a sudden, for him to just be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. My oh! 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 Hey, hey, hey Ken, we're doing Charlie a lot. got him again. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, it's the playoffs, man. This is live. This is live uh, radio right now. Man, yo, like, Rockets ain't ready, man. 
They ain't ready, man. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I think it was a deal made behind the scenes, and we'll we'll see it manifest itself in the coming weeks. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, FIFO? Uh, what's your take on on Robert Kraft uh, not going after uh, the NFL, if you will, and and dropping his appeal? Uh, do you think there's going to be some fallout, and do you think it'll affect uh, Brady's uh, four game suspension? Uh, yeah, man, I agree with everything Ken said. Um, you know, Goodell and, and Kraft just had that real nigga conversation. Like, look, hey, look, man. Let me highlight you real quick. You can't, you can't come out here. Look, my bad. I came too hard at you. I came at you the wrong way. You need to drop all this, all this sissy shit, man. Look, we're going to have this talk. I'm going to reduce your boy's suspension to two games. And you just, just go in the meeting and just be like, look, man, everything's all gravy. We're going to dap it up, and we're going to be good. We're just going to move forward. And that's exactly what happened. They had the real nigga conversation. <laughs> what about you, B? What's your take on it? On the uh, Robert Kraft hollering at Roger Yeah, Gale? Robert Kraft. <laughs> um, man, I, I'm, I'm sick of it now. <laughs> I'm, like, sick of this crap. I mean, I, you know, it's just... I kind of feel, I know Captain Sneak, if you listening, I kind of feel like Captain Sneak is like, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. I'm ready for this to be over with, handling the punishment or whatever. But, yeah, I do agree with people. I do think Kraft, Kraft and Goodell gave him, that, gave him that. Yo, man, let me holler at you for a second, man. Like, hey, hey, come here. Come here for me. He gave him that. <laughs> come here. Let me holler at you. Come, hey, hey, come into my that, office. Hey. Hey, 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 Ralph, he had that pimp hand, like, hey, man, come here, come here, let me have, let me have you for a second. But, so, uh, at this point, man, I'm just like, shit, just give, give, give him the punishment, four games, you know, I don't want to see it get reduced, give him his four game punishment, and, and Patriots start off on four, and there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, man, I, I was, I was really surprised, you know, considering the, the hard line in the sand that Kraft drew, not just, uh, he said in his press conference that he didn't want it to drag on. For, he didn't want it to continue to drag on for the past four months. Right. But I mean, right. you know, you just released a manifesto last week about you know refuting every damn near everything in in the report. So I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over too. And and I think I think what happens is is that either a deal was made or Kraft realized, hey, man, I I, I can't win this. You know, he doesn't yeah. want to be like Al Davis. You don't want to be like Donald Sterling suing the league or whatever like that. Because at this point, yeah. it's not worth it. I mean, Kraft and, and Belichick will be around a lot longer than Brady will. I mean, let's just keep it real. So, um, that being said, I think uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, the what if any, changes will be made. Personally, I don't think anything's going to be made. I think he's going to eat those four games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got it knocked down to two, but I'm thinking that from everything that I've read and my because Troy Vincent made this call, I'm pretty sure, and Roger Goodell is not going to recluse himself from this, even though the NFLPA has asked him to do. Um, I think gonna, the four games are going to stick, and they're going to have to just eat it and deal with it. Um, so we'll see. We shall see. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Hit us up, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. We are the place where sports opinions collide. 
Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners, Beezy, FIFO, and Ken. Hit us up. You can follow us. Catch us right here each and every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you missed any parts of the show, uh, check out the archives podcast at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher, iTunes. You can subscribe there. Make sure that you also subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash dead end sports. We dropped two videos over the last two days. Another one on the way. Watch, share, and subscribe. Um, let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 410 410. You're on with Dead in Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's going on, fellas? AJ from Baltimore. What up, AJ? What up, AJ? What up, what up, AJ? Good, okay, fellas. What's going on? You know, congrats to y'all, Hawks. You know, y'all finally made it. Um, you know, good for y'all. We're, we're, we're up here. Appreciate it, man. Sharing the Wizards thing hey, somewhat. Hey, 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 AJ, you rooting for the Hawks? Uh, you know what, man? I might just have to, man. I just, I just can't respond. Really I can't find myself to root for LeBron. I just can't do it. I can't root for LeBron. I don't really, I mean, I don't really have a rooting interest in the Warriors and the Rockets, but I refuse to right. put my faith in a guy who gets like half his points in the free throw line. So I'm going to go in the state. But I just can't do it, man. Damn, no way, man. None. Le- 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 LeBron got enough love, man. Yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> I had to mention this man. You, you, you're a funny dude, man. I was watching the um, like y'all was watching that uh that Houston and LA debacle, mm-hmm. and um, right. I think like like when it was like a minute and a half left, Trevor Ariza hit a three pointer, and I swear it was right on time. Like I looked at my phone on Twitter, and the alert came up, and it was from you. And the first thing I saw for your page was crank up the boats. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like you had yeah, my whole man, room laughing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you hit that entry thing up, man. man. As soon as the reason hit that, man, I'm like it's a wrap. Oh, yep, appreciate it, man. You, you got to crank up the boat, man. You got to crank it up, man. It's yeah. it's uh, I, I was I was and and, and for the, for those of you listening, we did our shoot, we did our video shoots Sunday, took a break and went and caught the game at a local sports bar right here. Shout out to Twin Peaks, and went there. Watch the game. Watch the second half of the game, and then shot the final video after that. So it was, um, it was interesting, man, because I think the collectively, the four of us were kind of rooting for the Clippers to at least make a game of it. <laughs> and and the moment where, and all of you know what I'm talking about, the moment where they run the play, and people talked about it on the video, and Blake Griffin does not even look at the basket. I mean, we were like, shoot the ball, do something. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, man. I think I'm going a little bit too hard on Blake, though, man. Dude did, a, dude did average a double-double in the playoffs. And he had, like, four triple-doubles. Like, I think I robbed Blake a little bit too hard, man. In game nah, seven, he had, like, 20, nah. he had 27 points. He had 27 I know, points. man, but look. But, 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 hey, LeBron, but AJ, look, that might have been the quietest 27 ever. That might have been the quietest 27 ever. Now, wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get in here real quick, and I'll, I'll pass the mic. Look. Here's the thing, man. Um, Blake Griffin is a superstar. He's a superstar that can damn near do it all on the field. So it's great that you can put up the points, but now, much like we used to jump on LeBron for his stretches you know, early in his career, he deserves that. Blake deserves that same criticism. The same way Westbrook deserves the same criticism that he faced, at least for me, 
during the season when he couldn't close and he let his team lose a lot of games. But hey, he put up a triple double. What good is a triple double if you lose? So what good are the numbers that Blake Griffin are, is, is putting up on a night by night basis when when his team needed him the most? He was nowhere to be found. The twenty seven and twelve, that's irrelevant if you do them in the first three quarters. Your team probably needs you to hit twenty nine or thirty one, and they need the extra four points, or they need something from you in the fourth quarter in order to seal the deal or to put the game away. Something. So at this point in the playoffs, all they are are just vanity numbers. They mean nothing. It's all about the win. And when they needed him the most, he disappeared. And all he had left were good numbers. I don't mean everything if you don't get the Ws. I got you. Nah. I got you. But Blake, yeah, and, and like I said, man, that, that, that 27. Yeah, now, now you, you make a good point, AJ. I, I heard a national uh, syndicated radio host make a comment that up until the Clippers collapsed, you could make a case and say Blake Griffin arguably had been the MVP for the entire playoffs. Um, but that being said, I mean, even the 27 he finished with, that might have been the quietest 27 you ever seen in your life. I mean, he just – and I'm not going to throw all the blame on him, but you just – you need players and you need your stars to be stars. And he just – on Sunday, he just wasn't. Yeah, man, you got a point. You know what, especially on the Clippers, man, I know y'all switched to the NFL, you know, fuck Tom Brady and all that, but I, I got I got to go back to the Clippers for a second. This is why I called. Like, regardless of whether DeAndre deserves it or not, he's going to want a $100 million contract. Like, he wants the max contract. Right. You know, Chris Paul's a 30 going 31. That's that magical age, and guys, or at least the league starts to think guys start declining. You know, they can't pay DeAndre and get pieces. Is what is what basically what I've been hearing all week. Like you can't. There's no way you can pay him to have enough money to build a strong enough bench to even compete next year. Like realistically for a final championship. So do you think maybe, yes, maybe the Clippers might want to start rebuilding? Because I, I mean, it, it might sound it might sound incredible, but if you, if you trade Blake, you'll get a ton of shit for Blake. If you, if you, if you trade Blake or if you get with a Paul and those and some and some expiring contracts like, like like they got to mean to begin with, you can get some you can get a lot of pieces, man, for some guys. Ah, that's tough, AJ, because I I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you try to move those pieces, but I think what they try to do is they they try to get better because I think what what NBA teams try to do is they say how can we get better quickly without losing a lot. And, I mean, getting rid of a guy like Matt Barnes, I mean, we already said they need a three. They need a three that can go get his own shot. Nah, um, nah, AJ's so 100% I, right, though, Kyle, because nobody else's contracts on that squad are big enough to bring enough back. Because, remember, when you okay. make trades, you have to trade within 110% of the value of all of the contracts being traded. So if you trade somebody with a bitty contract, like a Matt Barnes, which is only like a million or $2 million deal – you can only receive 110% over his value. So you can only receive a guy worth $3 million. You're not going to trade Matt Barnes and a whole bunch of guys for a guy that costs $20 million. So he's 100% right, and that's why I said it um, when we recorded. 
you really have to, and I'm not saying that they are, but you have to look at all of your options. And one of the options is trading Blake Griffin. Because Blake makes so much money, you can get two guys. You can get a guy that makes $15 million and a guy that makes $5 million. Those are two pieces for your one piece. You know what I'm saying? So, so he's 100% right. And I think that, like I said, it's easier. And, 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 and I'm not, look, I'm not marginalizing Blake. I've been the Blake supporter for the last three years. It's easier to replace a Blake Griffin than what DeAndre brings for that team. Now, Blake is arguably the most skillful four man in the league, arguably. But honestly, I think because of everything you can get back in return for him and you signed DeAndre, and you still got CP, that might be a viable move. I don't think that they make it. You'd have to almost okay. be crazy or have the perfect deal to pull that off. But I, I just, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's interesting. Doc got his hands full, man. And in all honesty, I think that he needs an R.C. Buford. We know that Popovich runs all everything San Antonio, but he also has R.C. Buford as a GM to handle that day-to-day stuff. Doc doesn't have that. Right. I think Doc needs to hire a guy to, to take some of that off of him so he could focus mainly on something but still be involved in everything. Yeah, that helps. That definitely helps. And, and, and it's it's got to be difficult for him. But, I mean, obviously he can do it being the head coach and the GM as well. Um, you got anything else for us tonight, AJ? No, nah, man, I'm good. Uh, I'm loving the show so far. I'm kind of mad y'all let uh, – what's his name? Get away. I forget his name. I'm bugging right now. The, the, the New England kid from earlier without mentioning Tom Brady. Oh, oh right, right. Yeah, I, I forgot yeah. to ask Ryan about Tom Brady. He's one of the first ones defending his cheating ass. But you know, totally but you know what? You know what? Ryan Ryan has been pretty objective. Now, Captain Sneak, wherever he is, and Sneak <laughs> usually calls in toward the end of the show, and I'm calling you out, Captain Sneak. I'm, I'm waiting for your phone call, Captain Sneak. <laughs> he he listens. I know you, he listens. He I know he is. Captain, let me tell you something. Captain Sneak never misses a show. So, And he normally calls in around the 15-minute mark before the show is over. So as soon as I see his number pop up on this screen, we're going to Captain Sneak. Because Zeke got something to say. You might have scared him off. Hey, hey, as always, man, thanks for calling in, AJ, man. We appreciate the love, brother. All right, fellas, keep it up. Go Hawks. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Phone number AJ call, 646-478-0356. Um, and I, he mentioned the Hawks, and I want to throw this out real quick, even though I, because I'm the only Hawks fan on here. Uh, I don't expect a lot of people to pick the Hawks to win. If I weren't a Hawks fan, based on what I've seen, I probably wouldn't pick the Hawks either. Um, but I like our chances. I like our chances. And that's all I'm going to say. I like our chances. And, you know. Hey, hey, have- hey, Kyle. Yes, sir. Hey, Kyle. I've, um, I was in a comment section on YouTube, man. I see a lot of people picking the Hawks, man. I don't know I if that's LeBron hate. That's because, yeah, I doubt LeBron it. Hate. It's LeBron. <laughs> that's I don't know, and, man. And I don't think so, it's Ken. It's Ken. Ken, remember, remember when he went against the Spurs? Look how many people who never root for Spurs. Never root, root for, for the Spurs. Spurs. <laughs> never root for the Spurs. People never root for the Spurs. If someone they want to get LeBron, man, they root for I the Spurs. I got a feeling we're going we're gonna to have a lot of people, not fans, but I think we're going to have a lot of support because people do not want to see LeBron. Brian, nope, they don't. They don't want to see it. You, so, you know uh, what, man? Uh, go ahead. Here, here's the thing, because – 
you know, and I've, I've said this before. I, I, I don't. I said this at, at our shoot. I don't see them winning the title this year. I would honestly. I really wouldn't even want to see him go to the finals just to lose again. It, it sounds crazy, but right. I would like to see I, him. No, no, you know, it, with, actually, it doesn't. Actually, it does. It makes sense. I, I feel where you're coming from. Yeah, because you know it. it He'll get slandered. He doesn't have all his pieces. If he does, you know, win the series, he's got to go there, you know, limping again, facing a Warriors team. <laughs> you don't need another finals loss on your belt, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, it would probably look best for him, you know, if, if he come back next year and have all his guys with him. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, man. And, and if you're listening, you're out there listening, and, and you got you can get your hands on some tickets, uh, holler at me, man. I, I prefer four, four seats if you got them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right next to Dominique, 646 uh, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to – let's go right here. We got my dad on the line. Dad, what's going on? Not much, Kyle. Enjoying your show. Uh, Ken's got jokes, and uh, like Caesar, and like Caesar said to Brutus, "This is for you, Q." At two Q, you guys jump on my Knicks, man. Even if you are telling the truth, hey, Dad, uh, Knicks not gonna be nothing. You know the Dad. You know the. I Knicks mean, I hate the fact nothing. that y'all got. I, I hate the fact y'all telling the truth. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I I didn't hear anybody mention that name that big guy from uh, Wisconsin. Kaminsky is the name, I think. Kaminsky. That's yeah, they, yeah. Because yeah. I think he might be a decent pick because of his outside game and plus he's rugged. Now, as far as Mr. Kraft is concerned, what happened was y'all play poker. Kraft had a pair of deuces and he's betting against somebody with four aces, and uh, they called him. Uh, mm. But it will be very interesting to see if Brady ends up with a two-game suspension. It'll be very right. interesting. But it's either that or somebody just, you know, they got enough that he didn't want any more to come out, so he folded. You know, he realized, well, I, these guys ain't going to buy my two aces, so I better go sit my butt down somewhere. Uh, now going to the Clippers and the Rockets, my boy got it right. My son got it right. You blew him away three games. You have a 20-point lead. The second team is on the floor, and you lose. You know, that that's, that's ridiculous. It's, you, there's no justification. And everybody on that team needs to take a little bit of blame for that. Now, right. uh, I think it was people just said something about Doc getting, no, not people, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was people. That, uh, about Doc getting some help for the everyday stuff. You're right, because anybody who's studied management knows that it, you, sometimes you need to delegate, especially if you're overburdened. And Doc very well may be right. overburdened. Anybody that told him, like, this whole time, you know, something must not, must not be going right with him. So he might need to get enlist himself. This is how he talks, man. <laughs> I thought he was hoarse all the time from yelling. Uh, well, that that too. But but uh, 
his team. I have never. I can't remember the last time I saw a collapse like that. But you know, I was thinking about how Reggie, when he Reggie actually beat the Knicks that year, when he went and gave that choke sign to uh, Spike Lee. You know, I wasn't right, a Knicks right. choke. Now, when we choked, was when Charles Smith didn't dunk. <laughs> and try to do a finger. Every time I, I'm still mad about that. I, that might have been 20 years ago, and I'm still mad about it because that was a year we could have won because Michael was in baseball, and we had to, we had Patrick and a team that could have won. All Charles Smith had to do was dunk, and he blows a simple layup. Six eleven, got to do a finger roll. Uh, I'll never forget that clown. Uh, but getting back to the show tonight, uh, you guys got a good show, and you're some very everybody's made some very interesting points on all the subject matter that you've covered. Uh, we, as far as the mix in the draft, it's going to take maybe about four or five drafts for them to have a respectable team. Because right now, if you ask me, five guys in the mix that can play ball. I'm going to say it's probably a concession dude. They're selling hot dogs because there certainly ain't nobody on the floor. Oh, Mel, I forgot about Mel. He's about the only one. And, you know, Dang. just like they pointed out, J.R. Smith is happy as a sissy in a Boy Scout camp. I hope that's, that might not be politically correct, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> sissy is a Boy Scout camp. That is, I got to do that one. I got to do that. <laughs> oh, one other thing, fellas. Nationwide, there's a basketball. I'm sorry, there's a uh, celebrity fundraising golf tournament going to be held in Florence the last week in June. I have paid for some. I am paying a fee to play in that tournament, but I do not play. If you're going to be in the Florence area and you want to play a free round of golf, hit up my son and he'll. Forward your name to me. I'm trying to recruit somebody else to, since my son I, I found play. out today. I if play. you come to Florence, if you want to come to Florence that weekend, easy, you can play. I'll, because I'm, I'm paying for whoever's coming, but uh, whoever wants to come to that play in that tournament, I know Orlando Hudson, formerly of the Toronto Blue Jays, has got to be a celebrity guest. It's one other, and I can't recall who it is. It may well be uh, Lawrence Timmons of the Steelers. I'm not sure. But uh, oh, it's cool. a raise, raise, it's raised funds for our kids in the Lawrence Junior Football League, the Chick Fil A Junior Football League. And uh, as I said, I'm paying an entry fee anyway. I just want somebody to play in my place since my son ain't making it in town that weekend. Yeah, I'm not uh, gonna make it that weekend. Hey, uh, as always, thanks for calling in, Dad. We'll holler my you next pleasure, week. son. See you later, fellas, and, and Ken. And uh, Q, I don't get mad. I get even. So you guys like <laughs> 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 All right, Dad. <laughs> Phone up my dad. Call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. If you've got anything you want to holler at us, hit us up. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 773. You're on with the boys from Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's up, guys? It's Jock Man. Jock Man. Jock What's man. going on, Jock? What's up, guys? Um, I'm uh, switching between the Cubs and the Blackhawks right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Bulls, uh, 
I don't even know what to say what that was on Thursday. Or it wasn't Thursday. I don't know. How, how did the city feel in there? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's, it was, what's, what's like in, what was it like in Chicago Friday morning, man? Because that, that just, it's one thing to lose, but to lose as bad as they did. Uh, what was that? What, what was the pulse of the city back, you know, uh, on Friday? Or Thursday night? Um, a lot more people turned on Tom Thibodeau was what happened. Wow. Um, wow. It's, uh... Wow, what that? Yeah, I mean, they just... When I was watching that game, and it was just like everyone was like, it would just look so dead. They they're in their try. They have to win that game. They're in front of their their fans, and they're just, they just look so like they weren't even trying towards the end. Like Kyrie Irving's not even in the game, and you just completely fall apart like that. And it was just I don't even know what was going on. I was just stunned watching that. I was annoyed. Delhi shut down uh, Derrick Rose, man. Oh, stop, man. Uh, that's what happened. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> what else you got, Jock? Um, uh, one more thing. One thing quickly. Uh, Clippers fans, I've been there. Um, three one, up three one. You blow the series like that. I've seen that before as a Cubs fan. It's not easy at all. So yeah, especially when you want you're trying to win your first championship in like either in a hundred years or forever. You know. That's rough. I feel bad for Clippers fans. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough, man. Um, that is tough. And uh, quickly on to baseball, Bryce Harper with another home run. That's 10 home runs. Yeah, in the best wow. Game. He is going off it. like crazy. He's playing like everyone thought he was going to play. And he's only 22 years old. He is... It's gonna be really special right now. It's gonna be really special. You you know what I well I what I like about Bryce Harper thus far is that and it's rare, we've seen it in sports, it's rare for guys to come into the league or whatever league that you come into and have the hype and it's supposed to be the guy and, and they and they don't live up to Uh-oh. it. Um and Harper's been as good as advertised. I mean he's been actually better than advertised. And I think that's good for baseball. If baseball can, and don't get me wrong, as big as he is, if baseball can find a way to capitalize on the marketing, the way of the individual players, the way that the NFL and the NBA does, I mean, he would be through the roof. I mean, and that's not to say that he's not a star because he's already a star right now. But when you can make him a household name in households that don't traditionally watch baseball, then you're saying something. Yeah. He's, I know, like, he rubs a lot of fans the wrong way. Like, he's one of those guys that does that along with, like, Yasiel Puig of the Dodgers. Like, how he plays, like, his style. But, I mean, people just got to realize. I mean, that's kind of, like, what's held baseball back a little bit. It's, like, how, like, mm-hmm. old the fans have gotten. Like, how old school, like, they don't want to see their players, like, have more style to them, I guess. Like, uh, like with bat flips and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you just got to let them have fun, too. And that's pretty much how I feel about that. Like, let them do what they want. Just uh, as long as they don't screw themselves over, it's all right with me. Like, Baffle doesn't hurt anyone. Exactly. Exactly. You got anything else for tonight, man? Uh, no, that's it for me this week. Hey, man, as always, man, thank you for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. All right, you guys have a great week. Go Hawks. You too. Both Hawks. No doubt, no doubt. No oh, doubt. Come on, Bogey. <laughs> a lot of love. <laughs> a lot of love. 
Oh, man, appreciate Jock, man, for calling in from the shot down. 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Make sure that you pass the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend about dead-end sports. Um, Another thing I want to talk about, man, before we get out of here, and we got about 20 minutes left in the show, um, the beef. Between the Fab Five members, man, more more particularly, Chris Webber and Jalen Rose. Um, if you've been hiding under a rock, Jalen Rose and Chris, Chris Webber, along with uh, Ray Jackson, Jimmy King, and Jawan Howard, they made up Michigan's Fab Five, dominated college basketball, really highly popular guys in the early 90s. Uh, obviously, Rose and Howard and Webber went on to NBA fame. Um Weber obviously was most remembered for the time for calling a timeout in a national championship game versus the North Carolina Tar Heels that the Michigan Wolverines did not have. Um, last week, uh, Chris yeah, Weber did an interview with uh, with uh, Dan Patrick and um, on Dan Patrick's radio show, and Dan Patrick asked him about uh, the Fab Five. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with the story. These guys have kind of been on the outs, and and it's not and not necessarily has been because of one particular thing. The story that we've been getting over the past few years is that there are four members of the Fab Five, and then there's another member of the Fab Five, the four guys who are still collectively close, and then there's Chris Weber, and Chris Weber seems to have distanced himself from the crew. Uh, a few years ago, when the uh, Michigan Wolverines made the national championship when they made the Final Four in the national championship game here in Atlanta. Uh, the Fab Five decided to get back together and they wanted to sit together at the game. And Chris Weber, they openly and publicly pleaded for Chris Weber to join them and you know be cool and everything. And Weber declined. Weber came to the game and sat in the press box. Uh, fast forward to last week's conversation, and I will read you in part part of the conversation that he had with. Um, Dan Patrick, and I, and I quote, uh, I made an agreement when I joined the Fab Five not to be above the group. This is Chris Weber talking. Uh, not to be above the group. There was a chance to follow all of that, and I've said consistently as a member, no one is above the other. It's just disheartening when you pay attention to those rules 20-plus years later and somebody wants to be Hollywood and make it about them. Uh, end quote. Chris Weber was speaking about the 30 for 30 documentary that was produced by Jalen Rose uh, that aired last year. Um, so obviously Chris Weber still has beef with um, Jalen Rose in particular and his Fab Five brethren. Jalen Rose uh, got wind of the interview and yeah, read read the quote. Read what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got wind of the interview. And was quoted on Larry Brown Sports, and I will read Jalen Rose's quote. He said, quote, one dude traveled, then called timeout. One dude lied to the grand jury and hasn't apologized. One dude tried to circumvent the HBO documentary uh, documentary to HBO. One dude ignored multiple requests from everyone involved after agreeing to participate. One dude played like President Obama and sat in the suite during Michigan's recent title game. One dude slandered Ed Martin, who was the booster who gave, who gave Chris Webber money, uh, after all he did for him and his family. 
One dude is not in contact with the other four, which is all good. One dude has been doing a rebuttal document for the last four years. One dude is delusional and still in denial. Congrats on your amazing success. Respect has no price. Man up. End quote. Woo. <laughs> B. What's your take on Jalen Rose putting a fire to Chris Webber? <laughs> Jalen Rose went straight Detroit on Chris Webber, man. Like straight <laughs> straight. People forget, man. And they're both you from know, Detroit. Yeah, but uh, Jalen Rose is from Detroit. Like, he's <laughs> he's from there. <laughs> so, you know, but you know what? I kind of saw this coming. And then I think I told you this. Chris Webber has a book coming out pretty soon. So I think right. what right what timing would be better to bring that out, to bring this up, you know, about Jalen Rose. Now you got a book coming out. Guess what? You got to sell books. This is it's all publicity. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to sell books, man. So that, that's how I looked at it. When I found out that he has a book coming out, I'm like, oh, not Chris. You know, we all know Chris Webber has been quiet. Like, he's been quiet for decades and just for ever since that. He ain't even come on a bad five thirty for thirty. So, I mean, right. come on now. I, I saw this coming. I saw this coming. And when I saw the book, I'm like, wow. Okay, it's 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 just that it's you know it was that what's that controversy sales man. So it's all to create that buzz, get that controversy going. It's it's because if he didn't have this book coming out, I guarantee you, Chris Webber probably wouldn't even mention that. He wouldn't even say it in that interview. But he got a book coming. He got a book coming out, so he got to get that paper. No doubt, no doubt. Um, what about you, FIFO man? Uh, the bet, the beef between Weber and Jalen Rose, man. What's your take on it? I'm with B, man. Um, you know, C. Webb did has put himself out there above the group, and you know, it, it, it it's he is delusional because if four out of the five are cool, why can't you be cool? Like, it, like it happened 30 some. like, it doesn't matter no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, we're over that. Like, you've had a good NBA career. They've all, you know, uh, a couple of them have good NBA careers. And, and, and like, we're straight now. Let, let's just look at, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it from Chris Webber's standpoint. And it just makes him look like like a bitch made nigga. Right. What about you, Ken? What's your what's your spiel on it, man? Chris Webber and Jalen Rose. Fab five members going bad. Um, I, I I yeah, I like what B said. It is about the book and the documentary, it's about everything that he has going on. Um, so he has to to gain, you know, get some get some marketing and some attention, man. And uh and this is this is the way to do it because I'm kind of curious to see what he has to say that's different than what we already know, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying. So you know, and and uh, I, I do agree. You know, hey, look, Jayla Rose trying to get out here and, and do his thing, man. But I, I find it funny that you know um, he's calling Jayla Rose Hollywood, which I kind of sort of agree with since he hooked up with Bill Simmons. But yeah, you're you're still doing your thing too so like I, I i don't get it you guys both are trying to make a, a a career in marketing so uh i mean not in marketing broadcasting so uh <laughs> you, you're kind of doing the same thing so it's, it's right it has to be about that book and that documentary 
and oh yeah, he filed him. You you filed him, Clay Thompson. So yeah, that that's 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 what I got, man. It's sad though. Yeah, I, I agree. It is. It is. It is really sad, and it, it, I'm I'm really surprised. Uh, I'm dating myself, but me and these guys, we came out of high school the same year, so I was really familiar with them. Followed their careers at Michigan. Um, watch them go up against Duke, watch them go up against North Carolina, watch them bring style and flash and glare and, and, and swag, if you will, to college sports. Uh, that being said, I think Chris Webber's acting like a little girl, man. I mean, like, and Jalen said that everybody had noticed way ahead of time to do the document, documentary for 30 for 30. He said Chris Weber. Chris Weber's excuse was that they told him the week before they were supposed to start shooting. Um, and Jalen Jalen Rose said that that was a lie. That they had told him months in advance. Um, and the fact that Chris Weber is writing a book and is has been producing his own documentary for the past four years, uh, just you know, I mean, say I believe, what it is. I believe, I believe Jalen Rose. <laughs> I, yeah, I believe I believe Jalen too. And and I, I didn't have any reason not to believe Chris Webber up until this point, but I was a bit miffed when I saw them publicly damn near begging him to come hang out with them at the, you know, when, when Michigan made the Final Four here a few years ago in Atlanta. I mean, like, they were openly almost kissing his ass. And Webber just was like, nah, I ain't mess with y'all. Y'all go ahead. Y'all do your thing. And it just it looked real it looked real fake on on Chris Weber's part and it, and it didn't look yeah. good for him at, at yeah. the end of the day and 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 I agree with you B I mean like he went Jalen went straight Detroit I mean like it was like okay I'm gonna go in on you you know I could tell people about who you are and who you really are who you you're trying to be and um, I'm hoping as men that they can get past this because at the end of the day. Chris Webber, it's not hard for Chris Webber to find Jalen Rose. Um, it's not hard for him to get in contact with him. It's not hard for Jalen Rose to get in contact with Chris Webber. It's not hard for these guys to sit down and squash it because I think when you're teammates and when you play and go through what they've gone through, I think you should be close. You can't be close to every teammate that you have, but there should be some closeness and there should be some level of respect. And um, hopefully they can get it together, man. The one thing you don't want is to be – 60 years old and mad about some petty stuff that happened 40 years ago. I mean, look at all the time that you wasted. So, y'all get it together, man. Chris Weber, get it together. Call Jalen Rose. Uh, phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. The place with sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. Joined by my partners, Beezy. 10 FIFO. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Now, we talked a little NBA earlier. We talked about what was left for some teams that had gotten knocked out. Um, so let's go back to that. I want to revisit that before we get out of here. Uh, FIFO, the Wizards, man, um, they made a great push. Uh, they won a couple of games without uh, their mercurial point guard, John Wall. Uh, Bradley Beal had a phenomenal series. Man, the ageless one, Paul Pierce, who has another year left under his contract uh, at $5 million a year, uh, hit some huge shots against the Hawks. I mean, he hits 
what we thought would be the game tying three pointer, but it, it was still in his hand. Um, what's next for the Wizards, man? What What do you think happens next for them, and where should they be? What should they look to do to get better? All in for KD. That, that's that, that's that needs to be the campaign. All in for KD. Okay. Um, I honestly now, now, now correct I, me if I, I'm wrong. Is Durant's contract is this contract up after this season? Come no. on. You know, yeah, yeah. After this season, after this, after season, this season. Okay. Is, uh, um, okay. Wow. I, oh, wow. I I think that they stand pat. You don't make any rash moves. Um, hopefully, Paul Pierce. This is how he goes out. Um, you know, it's not like MJ, but damn, it's you hit three big, big game altering shots in the playoffs, and he proved that he's still the truth. So hopefully, he goes out that mm-hmm. way. We've seen Otto Porter grow up. Uh, we've seen Bradley Beal be consistent again in the playoffs. So um, realistically, for them, I think it's just them maintaining health and then trying to swing for the fences by acquiring KD as well um, and adding the him to that mix. Um, I think that that is what they should do. Stand Pat, let Otto Porter take his, uh, his, his growth that he's had in this playoffs, and, and hopefully he can expound on that um, next season. And you just stand Pat, man, and really and just swing for the fences for KD. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh, where do you see the Wizards going? Moving forward into next season. Yeah, uh, I think if Pierce retired, just like people said, I think you got a campaign for um, got a campaign for KD. Have him come back home. You know, give him give him that give him that hometown treatment. Lower him in. You know, look who you're gonna be playing with. You got Bradley Beal. If they can keep Bradley Beal and you know John Wall and and, and add um, KD. Hey, you know, with, and the Eastern Conference. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. You just probably just have to deal with LeBron and at that point. I mean, that's that's yeah. it. You put KD on that team, I mean, uh, assuming that Gortat and Nene are still there, uh, mm-hmm. that's a formidable five right there. That's tough to beat. Yep. Um, what about you, Ken? The Wizards, man. What, what's next for the Wizards? Yeah, I, I, man, I got to agree with everybody else, man. I mean, it's People have been talking about it for a while, so it, it there must be some type of legs to it. So, yeah, go for it. Might as well, you know, try to, you know, you guys are, are relevant now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've had some winning, you, you know, seasons. You, you keep it – oh, that's a foul. You keep, uh, you keep growing each year. Pierce has showed you a lot. You had a shot this year. Otto Porter has been has shown that he has talent. Um, bring in KD, man, and go to the next level. He's been to the finals. He knows what it takes to win. You put him and John Wall and – oh, my God. <laughs> if they can get all of, the, all of them together, that's crazy. No doubt. No doubt. I think this. I think sky's the limit for this team. I think um, the one thing I liked about – even though they were battling up against my Hawks, man, I, I think a lot of people – and we, we see, we've seen him because we're basketball fans – but man, Bradley Beal was—he was a monster. He was a monster, and I think, you know, people talked about Kyle Korver's struggles against um, the Wizards, but I think a lot of that had to do with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal defensively uh, was—he was everywhere where Korver was, and and Korver didn't get a lot of open looks. And I think, and I, you got to attribute that to Bradley Beal. And on the offensive end, especially once Wall went down, he he carried him. I mean, he had a couple of thirty-point games, so. Um, 
if they can get one other score in there, man, to help and some, you know, more guys on the defensive end, Otto Porter didn't have a particularly great season, but he played well in the playoffs. Um, sky's the limit for those guys, man. I think you make one or two moves here or there and you're advancing in the second round, possibly looking at a conference final. And then you also have to look at bringing uh, Kevin Durant home, who's from uh, D.C., uh, the DMV. Uh, so you, you got to look at that as well. So it's a lot of um, a lot of good things to look forward to in the nation's capital. Again, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. I got five minutes to go, Captain Sneak. We're waiting on you. <laughs> Uh, one other team before we get out of here, man, the Memphis Grizzlies. FIFO, man, the, the talk is that Gasol may walk. Mark Gasol uh, may walk. If you're the Grizzlies, uh, what's next for you? There's always a possibility for any free agent to walk. That's that's like free agency. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. never a done deal unless you, you're like a Tim Duncan or a Kobe or MJ that, you know, you're just going to really be with one franchise. But um, with that, with all that being said, um, I, I, I think Marcus Hall should explore all of his options, uh, mainly because there might be some better opportunities for him out there. You know, he's been in Memphis his whole career, almost his whole life, and you know, he hasn't really gotten past the Western Conference Finals. And I think that their squad is limited. As good as much as I like Zebo and, and Margot Saw together and, Mar- and Mike Connolly is the most underrated point guard in the NBA, they still don't have enough. Jeff Green was a good move. Um, I love Courtney Lee. Uh, Vince Carter is, is the type of veteran that you need. They have all of the pieces. They just can't get over the hump because there's there's teams better in the West, uh, better than mm-hmm. them, and younger than them. So they're going to be better than them as long as Marcus Gasol is there. So um, I think that Marcus Gasol should look at jumping ship. I'm not saying that that's the best move, but uh, he should consider all options because there might be some teams that he just fits perfect in, at least more perfect than Memphis. So And I, and, and I think at this point, you know, I think he's going on being 30 or 31. You know, he needs the, his championship now. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. no more about all-star team and money and, and, and all of that. It, it's about... Yo, when am I getting to these chips, though? That's a good point. That's a really good point. You're right, because at this stage, you got to start looking like that. Um, B, what about you, man? What's next for the Memphis Grizzles? Hello? BZ. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, we hear you. Okay. What's, yeah, what's um, next for Memphis? Memphis? Oh, man. Oh man, I I like that squad. I, I I don't know, you know what you can do really to maybe improve the bench a little bit. I like they starting five. I think them guys they 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 still been through what's this what they what fourth third fourth four years together. The starting mm-hmm. starting lineup. So I don't know, man. I mean, I think you know I don't, I don't want to say pull the trigger on it quick because you know of course we're in that win now situation, but I think they're okay. I mean, I, I say just trying to put get, put a little bit more. Uh, Depth into your bench. Other than that, I think I like a starting five. I like I like this squad. No doubt. What about you, Ken? Uh, what What do you think's next for Memphis? Yeah, if I'm Gasol, I'm I'm exploring um, my options, and um, and 
And if I'm the Grizzlies, I think what they need is they they need three point shooting to uh, create more more space for Randolph and, and Gasol because um, without that they 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 struggled against Golden State. And, and, they, you, and you can get you can get that someone coming off the bench. I think. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh, if you're watching a basketball game, they're headed to the fourth quarter. A few seconds left before the fourth quarter. Uh, the Warriors are up 84-79. Um, that's going to do it for this week. Man, Pat Phil show. Got to shout out everybody who called in. Definitely appreciate the love. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com. Backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check us out on Stitch as well as iTunes. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, check out our website, deadendsports.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com. Backslash Dead End Sports. Follow us on all social media outlets. Um, check us out on SoundCloud as well. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, the place where sports opinions collide. Make sure that you watch out for the, the Eastern Conference video. That should be dropping on YouTube within the next day. Uh, that's going to do it for this week, man. So for Ken, for B, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you next week. Go Hawks. Peace. Go, bu- go Bulls. Let's go Chicago. Get out of here, man. <laughs> hey, I-